0: Hi, I'm Shelley, and I'm Cam, and this is Translating ADHD. After last week's episode, Cam and I got to talking about this coupling of confidence and competence and this notion of practice, and we realized that there is so much more to say on this topic. And conveniently, Cam already has a model that speaks really well to this. So this is what we're going to talk about for our next several episodes. Today, we're going to introduce the model and give you an overview of it. And then for our next several episodes, we're going to break that model down. And don't worry, it's not as complicated as Mount Rainier. This one's an easy one, similar to the six C's, and I think you all are really going to like it. But Before we dive into that, we have a really exciting announcement for all of you. Cam, you want to tell them what it is?
1: Yeah. So we've been doing this podcast for 66 weeks, and we're developing our rhythm. We're developing a group of dedicated listeners. And from that, then we developed a Discord community where you can join and discuss episodes, discuss the concepts, the models, and we answer your questions. And so now we're taking it a step farther to group coaching. I wrote a book on accountability, and positive accountability is something that can be very effective in helping people get done what they want to get done. And so this group coaching effort, we're calling it Project X. We did an episode on this of this, "There's that project. There's that thing that you know is important. It matters to you. It's relevant, but it's not necessarily urgent. Or maybe it's not that interesting today. Well, we're going to make a group coaching group around this, around Project X. So
0: quickly, let me go over the logistics of this group for all of you. We are limiting it to 10 people. So if you are interested in becoming a member of our inaugural coaching group, visit the website translatingadhd.com and click on Group Coaching or you can go directly to translatingadhd.com slash groupcoaching. Reach out to us via the instructions on that webpage, and one of us will get back with you to talk with you to see if you're a good fit for the group because we're really interested in forming a group that's going to work well together and that's going to be excellent support for one another.
1: And I want to say one more thing is that I've been doing a group coaching model for about two years now, and there's a certain method to it. There's a certain process that i use that we're going to use here it's proven it works well and so i just want you to know that we're coming with our best stuff here so
0: yeah and and you get to work with with both of us which is the very first time ever that's been an option for anyone i'm looking forward to it me too yeah okay cam so let's dive right into your model what Mm -hmm. do you got for us today
1: Yeah, so something, you know, last week we were talking about a couple things. I did mention it last week. It was REBEL, an acronym, my initial foray into models long, long ago. So we introduced REBEL last week because of this concept of limiting scope around practice. We can do a scattershot around our practice. We will dabble or put efforts one place and then stop midstream, midstride, and put it somewhere else. And so it got me thinking, got us thinking about this whole, how we move past imposter syndrome is through developing this competence and confidence together. And Rebel was really kind of the first thing I did in answering this question around my big dilemma. If you recall, listeners, my big dilemma was back in early 2000, when I had that conversation with my wife that I was working, but I wasn't really making things happen. I wasn't putting money in the bank. So as I started to explore this dilemma, I bumped up against this common challenge that I think many of us with ADHD have, is we love these productivity principles that are provided by people like Tim Ferriss, David Allen, Stephen Covey, that conceptually, they make a lot of sense to us. Just take Covey's seven habits. He did them long, long ago. I know they're dated and they're limited. Just like Maslow's hierarchy was done in the 60s, and it's not necessarily completely valid now and 60 years later. But there's elements there that really make sense. But those of us with ADHD, putting that into play, like just take Covey's first one, his first things first. Right? And then you're like, we all know the dilemma of that, of being able to prioritize that cognitively, being able to identify that first thing and keep it first, then activate for task on that. So again, they're aspirational. We like them, but putting them into play can really be a head scratcher. And so what I did was I developed Rebel in response to something like Covey's seven habits.
0: Cam, I also want to call back to the episodes that we did on ADHD and time because we dive really specifically into those episodes, into why those principles or mantras don't necessarily work for us. So I don't know offhand what episode numbers they are, but they are fairly recent. It's two episodes back to back on ADHD and time.
1: So again, you'll notice that we will revisit these topics because the constellation of ADHD challenges are pretty consistent. They're all emanating from this one place at the top of Mount Rainier of this glitchy Rubik's Cube around these executive functions where we have challenges. So I wanna hit rebel real quick and just name these and we'll discuss it kind of at a a topical level. And then we're gonna do a deep dive into each one going forward. R is remember to remind the brain. This is the memory aspect. Remember to remind the brain. And by the way, if you go to my website, camerongot.com and the blog, and you just type in rebel in the search bar, I've got probably 10, 15 blog posts on rebel alone. If you're like curious about that. And oh, by the way, if someone wants to do an awesome infographic like they did with six C's, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love that. We love that. Okay, so R is remember to remind the brain. E is expand the mind. So this is about mindset. And we will often you know, locked into a specific outcome or a fixed mindset. So this is Carol Dweck's work around mindset. Growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And this is E, expand the mind. B is balanced attack. And balanced attack is like developing that complementary skill or developing a complementary resource like finding someone to help you with something that you're not good at. This is balancing Q1 or the urgent and important with the important but not urgent. This is what I found was in order for me to get where I am now, I had to expand my time horizon to be able to work on things that were not urgent today. And so this was that developing that balanced attack. We talk about fast brain and big brain, and we've talked about How the fast brain needs to tap those brakes. So tapping the brakes would be that complementary skill set. The big brain is about easing into action, activating for task, getting out of that research and building knowledge, as we talked about last week, and taking that action. Toggling back and forth between awareness and engagement, or planning and the doing aspect. The second E is exposure exposure to two things in particular, exposure to time. And so when we talk about our dam model, the missing behaviors and looking at distracting and avoiding behaviors, it's like accounting for your time. How do you get things done? How do you not get things done? How does time pass for you? It's something that is very difficult for us to understand and appreciate. When we start to do that, then we can make inroads into getting things done in productivity. Exposure to new experiences. We can delay, we can hesitate, we can pause, we can put our toe in the water, but not really get into action. And so that's that practice element that we talked about last week is to practice in a positive environment, positive spheres where there's a relative amount of safety if you fail. It's getting into that practice mode and that learning mindset we talked about last week. And then finally, limit scope. And limit scope is, we brought this up last week, you brought it up last week, Shelly, of limiting scope around a specific area of coaching to hone that edge, all right? Sharpen that saw, as Covey likes to say. But limit scope, we tend to try to push too much in too many places. It's like a snowplow, I would like to say a snowplow that's trying to push seven lanes. And it's just not possible. So picking a lane and pushing two completion points. With me, I was aware that I would push too broad and I would get to about 83% of completion and stop, give up and find fresh snow to plow because it was novel. It was fun. And again, I get to about 84% and just sort of run out of horsepower.
0: So as I said at the beginning of this show, Cam brought this model to me on the heels of what we talked about last week. And Cam, I'm so glad that you remembered this particular model because it's so relevant to exactly what we want to talk about in the coming weeks. So in this place between ownership and translate, when we step into ownership for the first time and we're learning how to Advocate for ourselves in a different way and how to know what our role is and how to really be more consistent and more successful. The mindset shift is not enough. It's important. That perspective shift is the most important piece. And it's something that I can't give to you, Cam can't give to you, we can't give it to our clients. They have to arrive at it on their own, that place of owning your ADHD. But once you have that, you have to do some more work. You're not done in that place because there's the functional side, the supports and structures that are going to allow you from this new place to achieve the consistency that you're looking for, to make progress on the journey that you're on so that you don't just stay stuck. And that is exactly what this model describes. And I'm so excited to in the coming weeks, dive in piece by piece and break these down for you. So if you're a little lost right now, that is okay. This is just an overview today. But in the coming weeks, we're going to really dig into each one of these and talk about how this model can help you develop that confidence and competence, that coupling that can help keep you in ownership. That's the confidence piece and that can provide consistency and the results that you're looking for, which is the competence piece.
1: I'm appreciating how there's a subtle shift or distinction between what we're paying attention to between understand and own and own and translate. It's this sort of taking our goods to market. We have this new information. It's like, how do we put it into play? Putting what we know into play. It's a little bit different. And as you said, mindset alone will not make this happen. Perspective shifts alone will not make it happen. I think what I'm appreciating is here's this model that's at least 17 years old and it's still relevant. I still share it with my clients. I still have it operating in my own background. As I come into my office every day and I start to work, I'm hitting these five areas consistently. And so what I like about it is it gives you five areas to pay attention to between own and translate. These five areas around remembering what matters. We will get up in the morning and it's a fresh day and we will put aside what matters or it just fades. It's that card catalog that we're building As we learn, that card catalog we set aside, we set down, a little wind blows those cards all over the place, and we don't remember. So with remember to remind the brain, it's like finding a place to put these things. Part of keeping Rebel front and center is because I'm actually using it daily with my clients, not so much interfacing with them, but in my own work. To really remember what matters, to keep an open mindset and to practice that, to be in curiosity, to work on things that matter today, but also be looking out this week, this month, this quarter. And how can I make a gesture, spend some time with something to peer over that time horizon? Because things take time. There's things that, yes, we can make change very rapidly, but often it's a slow bake. And those slow bake things are often things that only matter to us.
0: Cam, what I'm appreciating about this model is it encompasses some of what I teach when I talk strictly about time management. And this is bigger than that. This is about self-management and doing what matters. That's really, this is the doing what matters model at the end of the day. But it starts with a really important element of time management, one that I talked about when we talked about task management, which by the way, those episodes that I brought up are episodes 50 and 51. So I thought that they were recent, but they were actually quite a while ago. ADHD in time, what are you going to do?
1: What are you going to do? <laughs>
0: So the R right at the top of the model, remember to remind the brain. I love that that's first. And I love that it's there at the top of this doing what matters model because we forget. And I talk about that pretty extensively in the task management episode. We forget our intentions because the part of our brain that helps us remember to remember is faulty by design. So if we don't give ourselves cues and prompts to keep front and center what matters, we're going to lose sight of it. It's just going to happen. And it's not your fault. It's not even ADHD. That is just how prospective memory works for all of us. So putting that one right at the top, I think is so critical and so important. And then... After the R, what I'm appreciating, Cam, is this model is coaching. This is the work we do with our clients in coaching. This is what we are trying to bring to all of you each week on the podcast. So you can use this model not just as a way to do your work between own and translate, which is what we're presenting it for in the next several episodes here, but to do your own work around Anything that we talk about in this podcast to put that front and center, because this is a learning action model, putting your attention on what matters by reminding the brain and then using the other steps to work through whatever it is you're working toward.
1: And I think that this speaks directly to these sort of areas of vulnerability of where we might be a little tentative or timid or we kind of get things backwards and as i'm recalling the development of this i think it's really based on the two kind of anchors of rebel are the first e and limit scope and i'm actually recalling a blog post where sort of like we will often try to do big and think small and what i mean by that is we see the whole thing. We see the whole elephant. We talk about in ADD circles or ADHD circles, it's like, how do you chunk it down? How do you take manageable bites? So we will kind of try to go big with our doing and inadvertently, we go really small with our thinking in two ways. We get into the weeds, into the minutia, or we define this you know, we've talked about this, this very specific outcome. This is my definition of success, and I cannot vary from this outcome. So we're thinking small, but we tend to try to do big in the sense of big actions, and we run out of gas. I always like to say the tortoise and the hare, the hare's biggest mistake was not setting that damn alarm to wake up. You can win a marathon by sprinting but it's getting back in the saddle re-engaging and coming back around to activity when you take the break to re-engage so limiting scope on the activity part on the action so in a sense rebel is about doing small doing little little increments and thinking big thinking big in the sense of what is possible and, this breaks up that black and white thinking where we can get into that kind of absolute mode. It's this way. I have to do it this way. They're telling me I have to do it that way. That's another thing that happens is we'll get into a work situation. You said this last week. We have the liberty to talk freely about our ADHD. It's good for our brand it's good for it's good for having people come to our discord and listen to our podcast and our future group coaching efforts. We can put it out there freely. Our listeners not necessarily. It's like what part do I share? So, it's about sharing and maybe limiting scope what you share. But expand the mind is really about opening up to possibility. And that opens you up to Brain chemistry outside of the limbic system, brain chemistry outside of those negative emotions that we use in order to get things done, hence balanced attack. We tend to do the urgent stuff, utilize those negative emotions, the fight flight center to get things done, to elicit the adrenaline response cycle to complement that. So it's sort of like, I love what you said. You called this a doing what matters model. Really like that. It's also kind of this awareness. There's a lot of awareness or being sort of conscientious of what we're trying to do and these five areas to pay attention to. They're not all the areas, but I think, we think they're really relevant. And I love what you just said about how expand the mind is in the coaching realm. All of these are kind of in the coaching realm. Especially remember to remind the brain is certainly in the ADHD coaching realm.
0: As you were talking, Cam, I'm also noticing that this is very much a journey thinking model. And that's how we came to this model in the first place. So, after last week's episode, we were talking about a very specific type of client that tends to be attracted to working with me. And that is a client in transition. A lot of my clients are. In that place where they are changing careers, they have made a decision to do something else. And so there is this massive set of tasks or potential tasks in front of them in all directions. There's professional development stuff, marketing stuff. When do I take my goods to market stuff? When do I know enough stuff? All swimming around and making it feel impossible for those clients to get to the end point. And so this is exactly the type of work I do with that client. It's about knowing what that end goal is, knowing where they're heading on this journey, where they think they're going, but also limiting where their attention goes now, choosing what to commit to and what not to commit to at this time. because. A career, especially the types of career, a lot of my clients are budding coaches themselves, new coaches. And a career like coaching doesn't happen overnight. It no. is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it doesn't, Shelly. It, it it does not. It most certainly does not, both in terms of confidence and competence and also in terms of the practicalities of building a business. It truly is a journey and it's a lifelong journey. So. It's really easy to look at an endpoint, to look at an experienced coach. Cam, I remember when I was a baby coach looking at someone like you who is really making a living at this, doing this thing that you're good at and that you love doing, and I couldn't envision that for myself. And the number of things between me and that endpoint seemed insurmountable. Many of my clients feel that same way most of my entrepreneur clients, whether they're in the realm of coaching or something else, feel that same way. And so this is the work of parsing that out and starting their journey in a way that leads to consistency and completions and starts to get them closer to where they want to go. I love that example. And I'm
1: just going to Name that as kind of overwhelmed with choices. Yeah. Right? As the entrepreneur, you're starting out. You might be in transition. This is where I was when I started out with coaching. I was done with teaching, I knew I couldn't go back to that. Not in the way that I was doing it before. And so in this inflection point, you're presented with so many choices. A wall of choices. And so when we start with our clients it's really about getting clear and prioritizing and pressing forward where we want to press forward. I think about a lot of my clients, and I think of that as the big brain, maybe not all, but that's a big brain presentation. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like overwhelm the choices, glitchy activator, where to begin, glitchy prioritizer. And it's really Again, that imposter is there to kind of say, I don't know, I don't know. You really want to take a, you know, you remember last time. So there's a hesitation there. Rebel actually works with that crew. It also works with the crew where they're the fast brains. And the collateral damage that has occurred as the, (laughs) the fast brain take no prisoners approach is catching up to them. They're realizing that they're burning bridges they're losing key resources in their relationships. People are leaving them because they're just tired. And so it's coming back to, oh, to sort of come to what, what is it to expand my mind here? Because the fast brainers tend to have that very specific outcome. A, well, this is success. is just be the provider. Well, guess what? There's more to being in relationship than just being the provider. So that's about stopping and balanced attack. That's exposure of stopping and being curious and noticing. In exposure of exposure of how you get things done and how you don't get things done, that's keen observer. Limit scope because the fast brain is going to be jumping all over the place. And again, remember to remind the brain is we just, we unearth these nuggets, these beautiful nuggets of learning. And then we set them aside. You know, I was just drawing a picture here of our little pilgrimage road up to Shakedown Street in front of the lunch counter. I'm sorry, folks, you're just going to have to listen to those episodes. They're (laughs) They're not that far back. But there's that pilgrimage road and I'm just, there's my little box and in my box is Rebel. I just rediscovered Rebel. Like I've been using it. It's in the background. It was like, hey, insert Rebel here today, right now. Cool. I get to go back and reapply something that I've learned. It's a best practice. It is something that has legs. It still has legs. Listeners, you are developing learning that has legs. And when you go back and revisit it, it will actually give you more. There's more juice to get out of that grapefruit.
0: Cam, I appreciate so much how you're always able to articulate the fast brain experience based on your work with your clients. Because you're right, most if not all of my clients are big brains. You are a big brain. And I would say that I'm more a big brain than a fast brain, even though I experience both. So really appreciating that you are able to bring your client work in here to make sure that we are covering More than just our presentation of ADHD and especially in the context of this model, I think it will be so important and so interesting to look at the big brain experience and the fast brain experience as we go through each one of these because as you briefly demonstrated just now, there are some critical differences in terms of how this model is going to work for you depending upon what your experience is, listener. So I think that's a good place for us to wrap for today, but we will pick this up next week. And as we go through this, we will continue to look at both types of experiences. If you want more of Cam and I, there are now several ways to engage with us. The first is joining our Discord community, which you can do on the website, translatingadhd.com. Click on the Patreon link in the upper right-hand corner. And for $5 a month, you can join our community where we talk about episodes lunch counter work, and where our listeners are doing their own understand, own, and translate work together. We also just added a bi-monthly Q&A for our Patreon subscribers. It happens right in our Discord community at 9 o'clock Eastern time, the second and fourth Thursday of each month. And either Cam and I are there to answer your questions for an hour. The final way is by joining our inaugural coaching group. So if you have a Project X, a thing that matters to you that you are not gaining traction on, and you want to join a coaching community that can support you in getting where you want to go with that, all of the information is on the website, translatingadhd.com. Click on the coaching groups link. So three ways, Cam. Three ways that people can hang out with us. Yeah.
1: Three ways. (laughs) Three, 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 three
0: ways. (laughs) So on that note, I'm Shelly. And I'm Cam.
1: And this was Translating ADHD. Thanks for listening.